This is Europe calling with Vince Tracy and Matt King. And not a lot of people know that. So, very good day everybody. Welcome to our podcast for the 1st of August, 2023, with Matt King and Vince Tracy. It's the joys of life. So our weather here today is absolutely roasting hot. This morning it uh, was pretty hot during the night in actual fact and it's continued that way into the day. The garden looks fantastic. Definition on the mountains looks beautiful and all in all if you're into hot weather uh, then obviously uh, you'll think it's wonderful. If maybe like uh, maybe Matt and myself you suffer a little bit uh, it might make you feel a little more drowsy but whichever way it's the joys of life we're discussing so first of all matt how are you and are the joys of life with you today oh vince you know me i'm full of the joys the joys of spring my dad would say but it is in fact the joys of life yeah. um and uh, it's lovely here i mean isn't it, isn't it beautiful i mean i'm looking out um on a beautiful seascape um green pine trees the sea in front of me, and it is just wonderful to be alive. One of the joys well, of yeah. life. Well, for, well, funny enough, uh, how, having said that, um, I'm going to quickly uh, highlight one absolute joy, which is basically to have a, a little nap, to, you know, just close your eyes and say, well, I'll have a power nap. Um, and because I know that you've been mad busy, we've had a pretty busy uh, morning as well. So we're doing this at a little bit of a different time. But it is something that's very, it's very much close to my heart since in, in the 80s, I, I started getting into power napping um, and actually making executive decisions to say, right, I'm now going to switch off for half an hour, sometimes only 10 minutes or whatever it might be. Um, and I might say, uh, Anne, can you just give us a call in 20 minutes? And and then we get on with life feeling totally refreshed. So it is one of the joys of life, isn't it, when you can do that? No, I mean, like you say, it's a bit later today. And uh, I, I I, was working at 7 o'clock. I was in my daughter's flat. She, she's bought in uh, out in uh, Finistrat on, near the beach. And um, I was rebuilding a shower, shower room for her. But, I mean, really rebuilding it. Uh, so I was laying concrete and finishing the the pipe work off and it was like a sauna in there there's no air in there but it was lovely at seven at seven o'clock it was beautiful and it was cool it was about 25 degrees last night or when i woke up this morning um but it wasn't long before it changed yeah. and i suppose i've been working in, it was in like a sauna so i suppose it's uh it must have been up into the late 30s 40s in there yeah um but joy you know it's no point moaning about it is it really we've got to get on with it and we've got to enjoy it well and uh we enjoy i certainly enjoy everything i do yeah i i think i do as well and uh, one of the reasons why i did want to put this one in this week 
is because we have had a series of uh, downers in some respect. Because, you know, if we're going to do this sensibly, uh, then we do have to look at things that are causing problems and try and find out reasons why uh, maybe X, Y or Z is happening. And as far as I'm concerned, um, I think part of managing to be able to do that and still say stay buoyant is basically by appreciating these other things we have in life. So uh, let's go immediately to sitting down with nice people and having a nice meal. Now, that must be one of the greatest joys of living out, out here in Spain, mustn't it? Oh, I think you're right. And uh, of course, we don't pay through the nose, although the prices have gone up here. We're not paying through the nose for everything that we get either which is also a joy, a joy to the bank balance. Um, and, uh, you know, and why not, really? That is one of the reasons we chose to be here. Um, you know, there's, there's so many things, though, aren't there? When, I mean, I'm so pleased you chose this uh, as a subject today because it really does make some... I mean, we have had some heavy talks the last few weeks on, you know, different issues. And it, it has left me thinking afterwards, oh, my goodness me, what is there? What is what is going on? What what have we got left if we? But actually, this this is. I'm reading up about it um, a little bit before we we, we do it. Um, there's so many things that I just take we take for granted. Mm-hmm. We don't really sit down and think, my goodness me, we are blessed. You know, feeling the sun on your body, on your face. And a walk around the neighbourhood and enjoying the fresh air, the clean air that we we certainly have here. Um, you know, that's something that I don't, I never, I don't, I take it for granted. I don't, in fact, I don't take it for granted because many a morning I will wake up and I'll look out over the ocean and I will say to myself, God, thank you so much. This is, if this is, if this is for me is utopia. Yeah, you know it's only going to go down from here. To be perfectly honest, but this is this is as good as it gets, as they say. But mm. it's it's wonderful, absolutely wonderful, and I'm so blessed to live where I live and to be able to communicate with the people. Okay, I've had to put in a few hours to do the the learning and to learn the language, but you know it's it's wonderful, isn't it? When you uh, you 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 do that, you know. Yeah, I I love to go out and uh, virtually every time I go out, I look for things that I can learn from the signs in the shops, the little expressions people use when they switch between Valenciano and Castellano. I try and sort of keep up with that now so that, you you know, uh, now and again, if they're trying to kid me, you know, I'll I'll get a drift of it. I don't have to tell them that I know Castellano and Valenciano, uh, but I can't speak Valenciano, but at least I can understand it now, which is that's good. It's coming on, and I've got to say, you know, when we talk about uh, the the fresh air and everything, now, I can remember many days when we'd made our initial decision to move from Liverpool down to Cornwall, so going back to the 80s now, um, I remember the virtually the last time we were driving, you know, to sort of the next part of our life, you'd come from the M53 going down onto the M6 and going towards Birmingham and you could look back and see all the oil refineries and that 
pall of smoke that lies over that part of the country. Um, and of course, there was absolutely every reason to not doubt the fact that Liverpool and that area was the heart and lungs disease area. Uh, capital of Europe at one time. So, you know, our first decision was to go down to uh, Cornwall. And of course, that in itself was a, a very different sort of life lifestyle. Um, and then to come out here, um, again, totally and utterly different. Um, I'm going to take you back to the meals, though, because here in Denia, it's claimed uh, that it's the gastronomia uh, capital of the uh, of, of the whole country, actually, and I don't know whether or not you're aware of that, but certainly I'm always trying to think how much choice there is here, as opposed to what I always thought was a pretty high amount of choice in Altea and Albia. Um, and, you know, when they talk about the gastronomic capital, um, well, in actual fact, I think all this coastline is blessed with um, great, great opportunities to have a, a meal at a reasonably, um, a, I won't say a cheap price, because I think these days uh, prices have probably elevated far away from the five euros Chinese meal that I remember uh, not Far from, not far from you. I remember Jackie Charlton, the uh, the great footballer um, who uh, managed the Irish national team. I remember going to Altair in about the first month that I'd been down here, and I heard this, uh, you know, a fierce debate going on as to who would pay the bill in the Chinese restaurant, which would have been about twenty euros. And I said to Anna, that's, that's Jackie Charlton. And he was um, saying that he was going to pay this bill. And of course, you know, when you look back, uh, when we first came here, 20 euros for four people to eat out. That wasn't bad at all. And the, the meals were good as well. Well, you know, we, we actually, I think, I, I don't recall when it was, three or four days ago, we went for a Chinese meal. Um, and I have to say, with our drinks include, it was one of those... You know, that's that's often the case here is that you have your drinks included or you might have to pay for your first drink. But then you then you can have anything that you want after that. It's normally not spirits, it's but it's wine or beer or water or something like that, because, of course, that's another thing. Everybody drinks water here as well. You might drink wine or you might drink a uh, beer, but you'll have water because if you don't, you dehydrate. The temperature is so, so high. Um but yeah, I, I I mean I think it was eighteen euros on sixteen euros a head, yeah. which is I don't know how they do it because it wasn't it wasn't cheap at meals. It was prawns and you know uh, sushi and sashimi and really nice food, really really nice food. Mm. And uh, we're, we're not eating we're not eating carbohydrates at the moment. Yeah. And I, I you can see see it from the from your. Uh, from your view of me, that I've, I look very svelte-like, all, and it's really cutting uh, <laughs> away. I'm, I, I get fed up with this. I, it's one of the one of the banes of my life dieting, and I've been on this blooming diet for four weeks now, and I think I've lost about half a kilo. <laughs> and I've followed my wife, and she's lost about three kilos, and uh, we've eaten exactly the same produce, and I'm 130-ish kilos. And she is, oh, I don't know what she is, that's to be perfectly honest. I'm certainly not telling you on this podcast. Even if I knew, I'd be shot. But um, 
She's she's much lighter than I am, but uh, I don't lose any weight. I, it doesn't matter what diet I go on, and I've been sweating my uh, what's it, what knots off in this doing this work for the last two just two days. But I mean, I've changed my t-shirt four times a day mm. in just doing this work. The sweat's pouring off me, but I still don't lose weight. It's ridiculous. Well, I've got to say, when I heard you uh, hit the scales at 130 kilos, it makes me worry a bit uh, about being 76.1, just a little bit sort of uh, immaterial, (laughs) totally. (laughs) Well, yeah, it is. But, I mean, I've never been... I've never been very much less than that, really. When I was 15, I was 19 stone, 18 wow. stone. Were you really? But I, yeah, but I used to run. I used to be a sprinter. I would run it just 11 seconds for 100 metres. I was. Um, I used to do marathons. I. I <laughs> that's my weight. Between, between, I did go down and down. I did, did go down once, I can remember, to 17 and a half stone. I've always, but most people would never guess that I'm. I think I'm just under tw- 21, 21 and a half stone, twenty-two wow. stones. So when you put it into that category, that's what one hundred and thirty kilos is. But I don't think there are many people would think that I was that heavy. No, really. I, I'm. I'm normally judging people um, by you know when I used to fight in the judo uh, scenario. I, I know there was a time I went up to about fourteen stone, uh, but most of my fighting years have been around twelve stone. So you know, talking stones rather than kilos. Um, that's the way that I would have thought. But um, okay, look, I've got to get us back to uh, these yeah, meals. Let's get back to the happy days. <laughs> yeah, in particular. Well, in particularly, I'm thinking how lucky the punter is. We are uh, because we're talking about our joys of life. Um, when you've got, uh, you know, you go into a restaurant, and normally the first thing somebody will come over and ask you if you need something to drink, and they're not really that. But yes, the owners are probably telling them to go and make sure that you've got the drinks if uh, if they're needed. And then, yeah. you know, then you've got a choice of the menu. And then depending on whether you feel up to a, a sweet lay, later on, then that's up to you and a nice coffee or whatever later. I mean, it, it, it's just the choice here is so... Um, it's so unique in the respect of you can go three blocks down and you'll find maybe Vietnamese food and Indian food. And I, I went to an Uzbekistan restaurant two weeks ago um, and uh, a, a Lithuanian restaurant about a week ago. I mean, it really is a hotbed of different um, cultures and foods and lifestyles. And I've got to say, if we're looking for the joys of life, that would be one area I would very quickly like to talk about, which we're doing. Uh, so which is your favourite meal? My favourite meal? I don't have... Uh, truthfully, I don't have a favourite meal. I My mouth waters uh, lots of... Lots and lots of things. Um, uh, favourite meal... I really haven't got. I mean, I, I like I like just basic old pancakes. I don't eat them very often, but I do love a good pancake. I do like a good tossing pancake uh, right. uh, game in the kitchen. I uh, I'm quite susceptible to that. Um, but I like the nice thin light ones. And uh, Becky and the kids love uh, the sort of the Belgium type uh, pancakes, which are thicker. 
I mean, mine are like about a millimetre thick and they have stuff that's like two and three mil. And that to me is like just chewing through my nan's batter pudding, which actually, given given the state of that, she used to serve that as a dessert with treacle, golden syrup. And that used to be, div- oh, dear me, divine. Never rose, never rose the old Yorkshire pudding. It was just, it was a batter pudding, really. But my goodness me, that was one of my joys of life when she was alive, bless her. Well, oh, when, goodness me. when I was uh, interviewing uh, the late, great Sir Henry Cooper, uh, I wanted to su- surprise him with a question that I thought he'd never, ever been asked. So uh, when eventually we got chatting on air, I said, uh, well, tell me, Sir Henry, uh, is it true because I had read it on the internet, I said, is it true that you never used to have a fight straight after eating your mother's bread and butter pudding? And he roared with laughter. And for those people who don't remember Henry Cooper, he was the man who put uh, Muhammad Ali um, on the seat of his pants when he was Cassius Clay, of course, in round five of a World Heavyweight Championship fight. So uh, to hear him having a good laugh about something I'd asked him uh, was a real pleasure. I really, I really did. He was quite a happy chappy, though. Oh, wasn't lovely he, really? guy. I, I thought he was a terrific yeah, guy. Really nice guy. They, they don't, you know, they broke the mould when they made him when you consider some of the boxers that are around now um mind you the irish fella i don't mind him he seems to have a good ethic i know he's done his time with drugs and but he's come out the other side and uh, i can't remember his name but you'll know his name who am i talking about the irish the big heavyweight irish guy now i'm afraid i've, I've no idea at the moment well it'll come to me in a minute now i reckon it uh, Okay, he's a gypsy. He's oh, a gypsy. you mean the the gypsy king? Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. Okay. From Blackpool, he was originally, wasn't he? Yeah, that's right. That's uh, right. Okay. Um, I put- oh, he had a program on TV, and mm. I used to really love it. He's got about eight kids, I think, or seven kids, yes. or running around the place, and they're all, he, you know, he lives a very normal life as a a multimillionaire, if you like. Um, but he's. He he makes he he gives me a good lift, uplift. Not his fighting. I'm not into boxing. I don't I don't like seeing people beat the hell out of each other for any. It's not sport to me. But that's another thing there. But but as a person, he comes across as a lovely okay, a, a lovely day, well, a that, lovely boy. Well, that's a good link actually, because the next of the joys of life that I'd put down is meeting nice people. And, you know, yeah. th- there is something... Or catching up with old friends. Yeah, I mean, basically, uh, old friends, certainly. Uh, but I do like when you meet an, a nice person, somebody who you've never met before. Uh, you come into company with them, and for some reason, they just are nice. There's no nothing pretentious, uh, nothing that really you could ever object to. You can even talk about things and not agree, but you can agree to differ. And that's something which I believe is a, a, a difficult skill to get uh, along with because there are a lot of people who I think love to go out to argue. But, uh, you know, when you talk about nice people, there are so many nice 
nice people that the pleasures of the meal often are enjoyed so much more when you've got uh, people with you. For example, um, we one of my sons is married to a Russian lady and the Russian lady's mum was with her when they came down this weekend. We don't really, we can't really talk straight uh, face to face we have to go through um, Natalia as the interpreter but it's obvious that she's a lovely lady that does lots of nice things um, for both Natalia and her other daughter and she's come through a tremendously difficult must be awful for people who are from Russia at the moment who basically have got nothing to do with the politics of their leaders um, and they're caught up in other things but they can still be nice people when they come out with us so I think that's my second thing meeting up with nice people what do you think about that yeah, yeah no I, I agree I mean I've I, you know I lost my memory and I I, I struggle but I I, I'm on a site for my old university at St Mary's now. And um, the other week, I got in contact with an old... Uh, well, he contacted me. I say the other week. It was probably in November. Um, and because I was... I think, you know, I was working over with my brother. I was going away for a couple of weeks of time and doing up my old mum and dad's old house. Um, I, I arranged to meet up with him because he lived just around, down the road in Bath. And it's it's sort of a bit... Well, no, it's, it's extremely sad, really, but happy as well. It was a fan. It, it lifted me. It completely lifted me seeing this guy and talking about the the old times, the good old times, that were, and some of the silly, silly things that you forget about that you did. And he, well, I did anyway because, of, like I say, this memory loss. But he reminded me of so much. And then we met again when I went back another time in uh, February. And we met up with another guy who actually owns a, a glass shop, but he does his own special glass shop in Bath, um, Aid, Aid Dolan. And and we had a great evening chatting about the rugby and the, what we used to do and all the shenanigans that went on. And then it was it was like he's, he was 62. And th three weeks ago, I get a notice from his wife. He dropped down dead heart attack now i know that is terribly sad and terribly but you know i do believe that god was or there was an there was something behind me meeting him and going through because we had we we had a, such a connection and such a good chat and you know things don't happen like that without it being i think divinely orientated and by the way he was a he's a he was a, a, a staunch Catholic as well. Mm. He was uh, a real strong believer. Mm. Um, but it, it was lovely. And meeting at Aid as well, um, you know, it was a fantastic and happy time. And I've got, I, I am sad that he's, he's left two young children um, as well. He's the same age as me, roughly, a bit younger. But um, he's been married twice and he, he decided to have kids. And I think they're only something like nine and 11. So yeah. it's terribly sad, that bit. But to meet him and to chat about the old times and what we used to get up to, yeah. for me, was just just wonderful. Just well, wonderful. Well, I've got two things to tell you. Number one, the name we couldn't remember, Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury, that's him. <laughs> I then... love him. I think, he's, I think he's amazing. And his children and his wife. Yeah. I, I think... They're all amazing. 
and, and then, to think that he's come through all that with the drugs as well and i think that is wonderful well uh the second thing is that i've just had the weekend with the uh, grandchildren um, and it brings us to uh, a little bit uh, more depth to meeting nice people because, um, you know, obviously it, it, when you have somebody that comes into your family and it's not somebody who you've ever met because obviously uh, up till that point it's just somebody who's wandering around in uh, mum's tummy and uh, mum's going through all the difficult times of carrying he she or whatever um and then suddenly you know you've got this little bundle of joy who spends a, a bit of time maybe a year or so keeping mum and dad awake and you know everything's not as the way it should be and then suddenly there comes a day now this little fellow that i'm going to tell you about uh, my grandson he is uh, speaking um, obviously russian he is speaking castellano he's speaking english and he's obviously learning a little bit of valenciano and uh, this is exactly the same as his sister who's five but is so much better at those languages now um, and you know it's just the way these people come into your life and then suddenly, before you know where it, it, you are, you've got somebody who's knee-high to a grasshopper bossing you around, telling you how you've got to do things. And um, if you feel tired, you're not going to get a little snooze, not when he's about. So, uh, <laughs> meeting... Well, I think that's what keeps you young, you know, Vince, to a degree. I mean, I don't, I don't have that. Um, I've never had that. So, I don't really... You know, I, the, the, the line stops with me. I haven't got children of my own so it's not a and my stepchildren have grown up now and and, and they're gonna fly the nest shortly one has already gone and the other one like i say is i'm just doing the, her flat up for her and it's gonna be it's that'll be quite interesting actually to be on our own i know you and Anne because your family live far away and you relish the fact that when they're there when you do see them it's a it's a lovely thing um but uh, we, we've never had it. We've never been on our own at the moment. So uh, apart from when we sort of pack up the van and take the dogs with us and uh, travel a bit, that's, uh, that's, that's, that's a lovely experience as well. Waking up somewhere new. Yes. Opening the door and smelling the smells of wherever. And I'm not talking about being downwind of a, of a, of a toilet uh, bin or anything like that. I'm talking about that wonderful freshness that you get when you're outdoors and you pinch yourself and make make yourself feel alive and it is just you don't make sorry that's wrong you don't you pinch yourself because you feel alive mm. and uh, that's a wonderful wonderful you know that's a joy. I, I, I relish it I relish it I can't wait for it it's a joy but, to, um, a joy to behold isn't it yes and it's a wonder and again you and I will both feel the same way it didn't get put there by anybody, you know, but like mm. it was it was specially created for us. That's what I think. Yeah. When I look, at it, I've, I've been given a a joyous gift from somebody. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think it's, you know, superb that we can we have the ability to do that and look at it and uh, and and just appreciate what it is, because I don't think truly don't think that many people appreciate what they've got 
Well, you're absolutely right. And this week, because we had the relatives down, uh, we've been up to Benny Delage, which is not that far, about 20 minutes from here. And they have a cave there, which I think you probably have seen. But if you haven't, it's claimed fifteen to 30,000, or was it 300,000 years before Christ? And they're just up the road. These these absolutely phenomenal caves. And, uh, you know, it's like when you walk in and you're walking around and you're looking up and you're thinking, how on earth has that been here for so long? And, you know, I do wonder at times when we get to our religious thoughts every now and again, and then you see something which you know is not... Uh, certainly is not of A.D., the Anno Domini, it's before Christ. And then you look at different things around the world and you try to reconcile reconcile that with what we believe in and what uh, our Christianity, which is greatly under attack now, is uh, definitely sort of how it all came about. But by the very fact that, um, you know, Jesus was born in Bethlehem, then obviously you must have some history before that. So goodness knows how far back you go, and certainly to different places around the planet. You know, these, to me, are the joys of life. Learning about things like this and trying to understand, using me brains to try and understand things. That's what I, I would def- definitely say is another joy of life. Well, learning, learning full stop, the yeah. ability to learn the ability to be able to comprehend and to take in some of the and i do think that if you're a you know you're a thinker i'm a thinker um if you sometimes you can't find an answer you 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 think and you thunk and you you know everything uh but you can't find an answer and there that's that's where it's all about faith and and uh you know culpability to you you've just got to get on with it and and you know just live live your life but it it is amazing i mean what about another thing changing the subject very slightly freshly washed sheets when you get into bed that feeling of i've heard this happens oh (laughs) (laughs) i've always i've always wondered where they came from (laughs) <laughs> freshly well i don't i don't do it but my when 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 my wife changes the bed in which is pretty regularly oh my goodness me how how, how wonderful that feeling of getting into those onto that well i uh, i don't have any covers on but i i i get onto that top of that bed and i smell those fresh pillow pillow cases and it is i think it reminds me of being young again i don't know why um, maybe because th- my mother always did it, but it does make me re- feel a bit that homely feeling of fresh linen and fresh uh, bedding. I think it's just, I think it's lovely. Smell of fresh cut grass as well. What about that one? Well, I, I, I think I think you're making a play for a place on the L- Lenore advert or something like that. So just hoping that one of these producers listens to our podcast and uh, saying, oh, well, that Mac King, you know, he'd be OK on the next Fresh Sheets advert. Um, oh. <laughs> no, you are right, because basically, again, when we talk about taking things for granted, um, y- yes, a lot of men will take uh, things like that for granted, but 
more than taking that for granted, the very fact, and I do get up and thank uh, what I believe in uh, every single day of my life, is to have a roof over your head and to be able to go to bed and go to sleep. And at the moment, uh, you know, I'm very thankful for the fact that we do actually have uh, conditioning because, as you itemized earlier on, um, you know, one of the joys of life might be to have a nice air-conditioned uh, uh, room. In fact, this last couple of weeks, I've enjoyed going shopping to actually go to, uh, yeah, go to Lidl and go to Aldi and any of these superstores where they've got lovely Is it you that's been standing in the fridge? <laughs> I was thinking about it. <laughs> Slip, <laughs> slipping into something cool. Um, listen, you mentioned about not having grandchildren. Uh, you do have a pet, and I think this is where we can go next because there is something remarkably um, innocent about having a decent pet who looks forward to you coming home and your You're company. You're not talking about Becky, are you? No, but the, if the if the cap fits, then maybe, you know, <laughs> but keep your no, voice, I was, keep I was, your voice I, down. I'll have to, I was going to say, I don't say anything. I hope this isn't going online. Uh, no, uh, sh- sh- no. We, you're right. Cuddling animals and being and watching them play and watching them. You know, we've got cats and dogs, four cats, three dogs. Watching them interact with each other is a joy. Is is it's so funny sometimes when you watch them do funny things. I mean, you think to yourself, what on earth is is up with you? And we've got one cat that will just just wants to sleep particularly with one dog and the dog doesn't like it and it'll sit sit right the way up with his ears upright and it'll look and it's got that look downwards like what are you doing here mm-hmm. and the, the cat's quite happy but the dog is scared scared to death of a cat but um now our, uh, our, our cat's had a problem and um we've had to take him to the vet it's all started about say five weeks ago and the vet ended up taking out four teeth and he's had a big problem with a lot of uh, well just a big open wound on his cheek so we're looking forward to him getting we're watching him all the time looking forward to him getting better uh, day by day and one of the things a lot of people listening to the podcast might not know is that if you've got an open wound, certainly for an animal, and apparently it's good for us as well, sugar, if you put sugar on it. Now, you're a chemist, aren't you? Or you're science anyway. Yeah, well, I'm, science, I'm based on science, but that would be uh, that would be a carbohydrate loading. And also I would guess that that's because the sugar will form like a, 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 a protective capping on it so that because it, it will crust. On, with the, with the moisture of a wound. Yeah. Um, and I would guess that that's partly what it's for. Um, but, yeah, that's, I mean, this I, old wives' tales, I love them. That's one of the joys of life to me as well, the old wives' tales. Now, where do you, what, do you, what do you put in a, in that category? Almost, I think nowadays, almost anything anybody tells you because you're never quite sure where the, the source of it came from, what you're there asking you to believe or or whatever but old wives tales i think are absolutely brilliant i i i really do love them um and and i can listen to i, I you know I, do you remember that program that was on tv called tales of the unexpected yes i do 
it was the dancer on the thing and there were some sometimes very bizarre ones but some of them are so interesting and it used to make me think and i love things that make me think yeah. and uh i i uh that, that that was a joy. What you know, watching TV can be a joy. Hmm. Not so much these days, I'm afraid. Not for me. And I'm definitely can't watch football. I'd kick the kick, put my foot through the booming screen if I have to watch football. <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> and I know that wouldn't please your other podcasters, but uh, or yourself. But um, you know, the other sports achievements and something watching people. D- achieving sports especially some of the disabled people who who i think you know have been given an opportunity in the last few years i think that's a wonder i think that's a joy and something to we should all celebrate yeah. really no i'm with you and um if we go back to the uh, the tv i have to say i don't mind the afternoon tv but you have to be very selective. So, for example, uh, I do like to I like to watch Bargain Hunt uh, because you know to see somebody absolutely delighted about making a pound, <laughs> just the the sheer joy and the way they all hoot and you know they love the fact that somebody will make even one pound and they're all trying to get three uh, that make profit, three items that makes profit in in the sale of the item they've bought in the restro or the jumble sale uh it's it's so innocent that really when you think about it um and then you've got the presenters who are these guys who are sort of well qualified in antiques and uh, they're trying to sort of show you how clever they are and then whenever they put their stuff as an expert buy into uh, the mix invariably you know one of them uh, will not make a penny on it and it shows you that it doesn't matter how clever you you are you know you're at the whim of the uh, the public no matter what happens you know so i like watching that and then um i don't mind countdown because that uh, gets me thinking about my maths and me my words yeah that's it uh, yeah i i used to like that i think since i've become infirmed and my brain doesn't work like it used to i can't find the words very quickly and i and i i've slowed down with that but i've come to accept it you know <clears throat> they say that when you know, if if you get disabled, and I'm not putting myself in a class, it is a bit disabling. But um, well, no, it's definitely disabling. But when one door closes, another opens, or maybe three or four open, and you've just got to be, a, you've got to wait and watch. And and uh, sometimes it doesn't come straight away, and uh, you just have to be open to anything. And I think that's a really important thing. So many people I know say to me. Oh, I'm not. Try- I'm not doing that. I'm not trying that. I don't want to do that. And I think to myself, how do you know? A, you don't like it, and B, what the experience is going to give you. Yeah. Well, as you were speaking, the uh, the joy of life is very often not totally realised for what it is. Your health. Uh, if you uh, start off and you haven't got any sort of uh, discapacity or you've got something which is not going to give you a handicap or anything like that, uh, that in itself has got to be a joy of life. And, you know, uh, I don't know about you, until sort of well into my middle years, I, I, I didn't really have too many problems. And then something comes into your life and the next thing is you've got a stress problem and then suddenly you realise what you now have 
don't have which you had beforehand and of course there are so many people moaning uh, about what they haven't got uh, but rather than moan about what you haven't got look at your health if you've got a reasonably good life without too many um you know uh, di- di- disabling uh, problems um yeah just be thankful for every single day that you get up that's what i would say yeah no i but how can i not agree with that that's that's one of the 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 basics isn't it really is just uh, i mean th- there are so many when you when you said to me we were going to talk about the joys of life I really did get excited because we don't often think about them. We we let ourselves get bogged down into the hullabaloo of, of day-to-day living, which which I don't think is easy these days. It was easier when we were, were younger, and I don't think that's because we were younger. I do believe being and talking like an old fart that things have changed um, quite immeasurably in some respects. But, um, you know, we take for granted, we don't accept the things that we used to as being joys of life. We, we're looking for that big adventure, that big, or the youngsters are looking for that big something, the get rich quick, the uh, solution. And, and, you know, there was nothing better. I mean, you, you and I have done this. We've gone out to a gig. We've, we've, we've not necessarily, I mean, I can remember dozens of gigs where I went out um and i wasn't looking i get there and i think oh my goodness me what have i got tonight this is blooming awful mm-hmm. and actually i I've, I've i mean i have had gigs like that as well in working with some working men's clubs and stuff like that but blooming hard but i've got there and i've and we've we've set up if i was with the band or on my own started to play and the warmth and the joy that came from the people and they were so appreciative afterwards and buying you drinks and giving you a tip. And that, that, that is wonderful as a performer to get that type of uh, relationship. I don't think they can be bothered these days. Certainly if you go down to the beautiful Benidorm, <laughs> there's very rarely anybody will give anybody anything for, and I mean, the, I use the word, I'm not downing people. Uh, in Benidorm at all the talent I think it takes a very special person to even get on stage in Benidorm uh, and perform only they only do it for 45 minutes and that's I always think that's an easy gig as well when you're just doing 45 minutes and uh, you're off but uh, you know it's it's a difficult gig but I I was so used to be so pleased I, I can remember traveling miles to Brighton and we used to play in a. I did. I took the gig, but I don't remember it. We, and we were asked back every month. We used to go back and play on a Friday evening at this gay bar in a in a hotel in uh, in Brighton, and it it was brilliant. And we used to. It, some of the sights were just unbelievable. I mean, the guys. There was there was one particular guy that turned up every week in a set of chaps uh, with nothing else on. <laughs> <laughs> nothing else on than this set of taps and he'd walk he'd walk through the streets now of course you do you can in brighton but i'm i'm going back now well i've been here 24 years so i'm going back at least 30 years so um but that used to that used to make me laugh i mean it, it was now it's all so political isn't it everything's so 
you can't seem to have fun uh that would be so somebody would find real offense at that and uh you know it would be a you, you can't help i'm i'm not for it as you know i i find it hard to to relate to that type of thing especially marriages and stuff like that but i you know that guy had a lot of fun on a friday night god knows what he ended up doing uh uh at the end of it but it was it was a good it was a good laugh but you must have done that you must have gone to gigs and thought oh my goodness me where on earth have i now i did one and then had a brilliant time i did one very very recently and uh it was somebody that contacted me could i possibly come along because basically uh they couldn't find somebody and i thought well yeah go on i've got you know i could go and do that uh went down a big restaurant very big uh, terrace lots of people in and so at first uh, they wanted no volume at all so basically i mean every time i went to uh, play a song um i was getting the signal to bring the volume down so in the end i just went i just went totally and utterly acoustic and then there's right. a fella who's sitting not in the restaurant but over further over a long way away came over and telling me oh i've got to switch it up and all that and the other and i said no 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 i've got i've got to try and play down because this is what the owner wants so anyway this fella uh, was telling me that he uh, he knows the business he's been a drummer for years on end so i said well you don't get many drummers that do individual gigs trying to keep a restaurant happy and uh, left it at that and then i kept to my uh, remit and i didn't do anything other than acoustic until I got the signal from the owner. When he gave me the signal, I went up a hundred percent. And I did what I really would like to be able to do, which is play, you know, your James Brown stuff and your bit of soul music and all that sort of stuff that you can really get people going with. Came to the end of the night, he was delighted. He was coming out and he was pulling all his customers up to dance and everything. Mainly, I think, because for the first time he'd had an entertainer in who asked, uh, who was asked to keep the, the the volume down, and I kept the volume down, despite. The yeah, but you know, Vince, there's not many people that can do an acoustic set. Most yeah. people need need to have all their tracks and their backing and their and whatever. You know, there's very few guitarists now that just can play. I mean, that was my thing. That's that's how I started. That's how you probably started just doing acoustic stuff and it was very very well received in the wine bars back then in the day in the 70s you know it was really good i've got my wiggly dog there you see that's one of my joys of life well yes the size of him. He's, like, he's a rottweiler you see him <laughs> yes i can he's, see him he's, he's, he's about 18 inches long <laughs> well his ears from ear to ear that's that's the measurement isn't it yeah that's it look at those he can fly though those ears yeah Devil. Now, devil. I wonder whether or not, uh, you know, I've, I've been looking, as I say, we were looking at uh, the programming in, in the television on the afternoons. And um, I love to see the ways that people like to go and buy a house. And so, you know, I love to look at the expressions on people's faces 
as they're... Are you talking about the sun and sea ones? Well, there's various ones, so it's not always the same, to- totally the same Brits in the sun. No, no, no. Uh, I, I was on about six of these when people used to always come down to the radio station and we'd have, you know, a little scene of them coming in and me opening up the door and then telling them what they've got to do to try and advertise the business. But uh, this was actually, uh, this afternoon, it was a couple that had gone to Tuscany and uh, they went to, I think it's Caprese, I think it's called, where Michelangelo was born. And uh, some of the properties there, round about 125,000 was pretty good. They were pretty good properties. But it was the fact that, you know, they give a list of what they really would like the ideal house to be. And then, obviously, the estate agent tries to accommodate their wishes. And I love to see the joy on somebody's face when they actually see something that they fall in love with. Now, you know, that is quite difficult because, obviously, uh, we've been here for a while now. So, obviously, we're not going to be looking as much as we used to. But I probably would think that you fell in love with somewhere, if not where you live now. And that would have been one of the joys of life, wouldn't it? Well, I, I I live in probably my perfect home. I I I lived on a boat for eight years when I was in the UK because that was my perfect home. But I I, I suppose there was something in me that was always a bit of a nomad back then. And even though I had a, a business that was stable and it was you know rock solid, I still I lived on a boat. And I think I think I'm one of those sorts of antiquities that had I not moved here and and settled down and stuck my roots down. I might have ended up sort of, uh, no, I don't know about walking the streets, but I certainly would have been an anomaly somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, this this place has been a, I've re, I rebuilt it myself um, over a period of about eight years before I started the uh, drama school with Becky um, in the dance school. The dancing wasn't my strength, of course, but the... Uh, uh, the, the the drama and the teaching was really up down to me. And I, I loved that. That was another change. But, of course, doing that was a full-time job. So I didn't get to do the building on the house. So now I'm catching up. Now we're not doing this. And now I'm a bit stronger and I feel a bit more confident. I'm uh, I'm back to, to building again. Hence the uh, the sweating and the, 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 the tears and the... Mm-hmm. The effort. It's a lot. I tell you what, Vince, though, it's a lot harder nowadays. The age has definitely come into yes. it. And uh, I'm, I feel it. I feel it. Um, I used to be able to carry a four, four 25 kilo bags of uh, sack of cement on my back. And now I can barely lift one. Mm-hmm. So, um, but then I've got two metal shoulders as well and, and metal in my spine. So it's not, not doing, but I don't, I don't ever 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 give that any thought whatsoever i've just mentioned it now because it came it sort of came up in conversation but i i don't i'm thankful that they were able to do something to take some of the pain away because that's that's something to be thankful for it's something to be when they can take you out of pain i mean that's an amazing thing to appreciate and to to love well i think th- this it now brings it probably at the right time of our discussion uh, to look at one of the the real joys of life must be to come to some peaceful place in your mind about why we exist what we're here for what we hope will be the future 
because, um, you know, we've spoken about these things uh, quite a lot. And thankfully, it's the sort of area that will get you through the dark times of the lots of different things that are now being sent to everybody to to try and sort of get through this part of our existence. I mean, uh, this morning I was reading in the paper, for example, um, that there is now uh, the possibility of a discovery of some uh, injection or vaccine which will take all the COVID stuff away. It's for, for to, to get rid of all COVID. So immediately my first thought is, yeah, I know what you're trying to do. You're trying to prepare us so that you're going to give us another injection because it's supposed to be. And unfortunately, it gets you thinking that way. And so therefore, when if you uh, can actually think about things and you're peaceful in your mind and you're settled in your mind and you know that you can think a thing through, that's where I think even if we get days when maybe, as we both outlined, you know, you get a little bit down and you don't feel as happy as you want to be. Just imagine if you were one of these people and there are lots and lots and lots of people at the moment that can't come to any rational explanation about virtually anything. At least we can see through some of the things that would appear to be being planned by whoever it might be if you go down that route. At least if you can understand what they're trying to do and why they're trying to do it, to not be able to rationalise. I mean, I'm looking at uh, the adverts, for example, that are coming on TV all the time, totally deceiving people. Uh, The makeup of the United Kingdom, for example, totally and utterly not what is now being represented on a TV screen. So those are the sort of things that I think give you a joy of life as well, knowing that you've had the education that we've had. Um, You know, because if we haven't had that education, we haven't had those teachers, I don't think we'd probably have felt uh, confident of getting through a lot of the nonsense that um, is going on in the the world at the moment. How do you think about that one? Yeah, no, I I agree. And we we were lucky to have people that, A, we believed, which I think is a... There's a bit a lot of doubt with with uh, people who are studying at the moment with their tutors and things like that. Um, I think um, I, I I've got some noise. I, uh, I've got a little bit of background yeah, noise coming noises. through. It's okay. It'll stop in a minute. Um, what it is, I think I did tell you that uh, my son has been with Bob Marley's son. And uh, oh, yeah. obviously, there's lots of photographs coming down, uh, which I mean, to, to, to it's. It, I, I'm pleased now. It's another thing that I'm pleased about, the joys of life that my sons are doing things, uh, which you know I would have had great and immense pleasure from. Um, my middle son Andrew has been uh, in company with all sorts of people in the states. He flies to the states virtually every other week. He's a director of a big company uh, up in Castellon, and you know, again, it brings us to our learning and understanding of Spanish. Because, you know, I'm out with people and every now and again uh, they want to 
really get near a conversation in Spanish and they can't do it. And why can't they do it? They can't do it because they didn't invest in themselves at a time before they started coming here to Spain. You know, we did. We thought about it. And since we've been here, we've I think we've both been to classes. And I certainly have. And I think you told me that you did or certainly you've been living and working with Spanish, haven't you? I, I, I've been living and working with Spanish. I didn't actually go to any formal classes, um, but I, I put myself in a situation uh, as a, I went, I went to a, joined a gym, and I just I'd only been here a week or so, and I and I w- went and joined a gym, and these these uh, Spaniards, and it was a gym down on the front in Altea, and uh, it was all nearly all Guadalajara that were there, <laughs> and uh, I I they used to rip the Mickey out of me something rotten, but I I eventually learned that, but you know I learned they was they were kind as well because they. They taught me so much Spanish in a, in a, you know, it was pretty dodgy, some of it, but um, I certainly learned. And, so, you know, you've got to put yourself in these situations sometimes where, you, you know, that you, you are lower. We, li- we live in somebody else's country and they are, have got the upper hand regardless of whatever you think of them. But when I see some people talking to them, English, German, Dutch, whatever it's like they are still third class citizens and i think that is that's shameful but we're not talking about that we're talking about the joys and one of the joys i have to say the joy for me living here is the openness and the willingness of the people i know the spanish people i know to accept me within their country and that is you know i am a foreigner i'm an estranjero and that is you know it wouldn't be like that in England, for sure, for sure. And uh, I talk to my neighbours. Well, I don't have many neighbours, but I do talk to them if they're they're around. But uh, you know, it's a lovely, it's a lovely environment, and it's a joy to wake up every morning and look out at the sunshine and look at God's world and and thank God for everything I have and everything I see. Yeah, I, feel, I love it. I, I, I love it. I feel exactly the same, and I think, uh, I think if you uh, if you don't practice being thankful, and I don't think that many people do, uh, but I have seen little little strands of some people who do actually practice being thankful. I mean, there is so uh, there are so many things that we can be thankful for. You know, the, the very fact that uh, we've got this technology, it's being used many, many times for bad things. But if you can use it for good things, then obviously, you know, it, it's wonderful to be able to talk to somebody. You're, what, nearly an hour's drive away from me. And it's almost as if uh, we were in each other's company, which, of course, we are uh, in a virtual world. And, you know, you wonder where will it be next? Can we be transported? Because, I mean, don't forget, that was way back they were talking about, you know, being able to transport people to in each other. In the 60s, in the 60s, yeah, that's right. And all those programmes on TV that I used to watch that were, uh, I forget now what they were called, Space Space something. The, the final oh. frontier was it? it was the final with, frontier. Yeah. That's Star Trek. Oh, okay. That was Star Trek. The final frontier. But before that, it was another one that was that everybody watched on. And when you watch them now, you think to yourself, "My goodness me, did I really, really believe in all that? And did I really, really think of that?" Because the technology behind it was so, so far behind. 
But yet we've come so far in 50 years. Well, we didn't, you know, with, we, with everything. Well, we didn't know that we'd be able to do what we're doing now uh, to actually have a telephone and look at somebody's face and talk to them and have a face-to-face conversation. I mean, that was something you only need to go back 20 years and we couldn't do that, at least in a general you, sense. 15 years. 15 years. I mean, it's it's a, it's a not very, it's, it's not been very long. But life is so quick now, isn't it? Life, yeah. it, life is... We're talking about, you know, youngsters living, trying to get to, to some of this, uh, to, what we're talking about, to look, be appreciative of what, what they do. But they don't have time. I mean, you know, sitting and listening to a rainstorm, Vince, how how beautiful is that when you, and that is smell that comes with all the senses open up and you sit there and the rain is belting down. Hopefully you're not out in it, but, you know, mm-hmm. you're just listening to it and watching it. And I think... For me, that's, I mean, all the things of nature, I think, are superb. Matt, we've waxed absolutely lyrically today. It's been an hour of joy. It's been a celebration of what we like. I think it was a bit overdue, wasn't it? I think uh, we've had a few, <laughs> a bit doer, as my dad would say, but uh, <laughs> that was definitely a lovely one today. I really, I've enjoyed it, and it's gone so damn quickly as well. Lovely, and I believe you're off on a, um, a mission now, aren't you? I'm on a, I'm on a jolly tonight. We're meeting yeah. up with some friends in exactly 25 minutes, yeah. and I've still got to get in the shower. Uh, because I stink, but there you go. <laughs> Matt, you have a lovely time tonight. I'll send you the links and look forward to next week. Lovely, Vince. You take care. Brilliant. Thanks a lot, Matt. Bye now. All the best. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.